Hi, welcome to Faith Uncovered. This is a podcasting series performed by a group of 8th grade students at Grand Haven Christian. We have pastors, missionaries, teachers, and so many others who have experienced God's hand in their lives. So take a seat and join us as we discuss and reveal God's work in our world. Hello, my name is Tessa Ora, and welcome to Faith Uncovered. I am here with Emily Summers, and she will be talking about her faith journey. If you're interested, keep listening to see how her faith plays a role in her daily life. What do you believe? So I believe that we live in a world that is full of brokenness. Um, I believe that we can see that through so many different things. I mean, COVID going on right now, um, people people die. People don't live forever. There's sicknesses and diseases and wars and people hurting each other and hurting themselves and um, mental illness, physical illness. It's, it's just obvious that something isn't the way that it's supposed to be. Um, and so because of that, then I believe that God created the world and that when he created it, that it was good. Um, and that there wasn't, there wasn't any of that brokenness that we see now. Um, but the reason that we are here where we are is because we chose to rebel against God, um, and what he created for us because we thought that we knew better. Um, we wanted to be our own God. We wanted to, to live for ourselves instead of for him and his glory. And so we rebelled against him or, you could call that sin. Um, and now we're stuck in this brokenness. And um, because of this brokenness, I, I believe that people, I don't believe people are good. Um, I think that there's no one who's righteous. There's no one who does good. Um, that's what the Bible says. And um, so because we're not good, because we're evil, we deserve to be punished for our sin and for what we've done wrong. And so we actually deserve death, um, eternal punishment, eternal death. And um People try, whether you believe that or not, I think that people try so many different ways to get out of that brokenness, whether that's through um, trying to be a good person and be good enough or trying to make God who they want God to be. Maybe they think of him as this like happy, like never gets upset, like everything's great no matter what you do is good enough kind of God. Or um, some people turn to things like drugs and alcohol to try and numb the pain that they feel or there's just so many different things that people turn to, um, but they all end up leading us right back to where we started into the brokenness, um, and oftentimes more broken than we were when we started. Um, but the good news is that God loves us so much that he sent Jesus, um, who is his son, um, to come to this earth and he lived a perfect life and he did everything that we could never do. He fulfilled the law that God gave, um, and then he died in our place. He took the punishment that we deserve. He took the sin that we did on himself and he endured the wrath of God. Um, God put all of his anger on his own son, on Jesus, and he endured that for us. Um, and then he rose again on the third day, offering us the gift of eternal life. And so now all we have to do um, to get out of the broken world is to turn and repent, um, which means not just that we're sorry for what we did wrong, but that we we're sorry for it. And then we go in the opposite direction, actually, and start to to do what's right. Um, and we also believe. We believe that Jesus did what he said he did and is who he says he is. Um, and actually, the word for belief in the Bible um, means that we to trust in um, with the implication that action is going to follow. So it means that we're going to obey based on that trust. And so, um, yeah, and then I believe that 
once we once we turn and we believe, then we get to start walking with Jesus, and He starts to make us look like um, like we should have originally. He starts to perfect us. He starts to to change our desires um, and align our desires with His, um, and um, to sanctify us. And then I just think that He also calls us to go back into the brokenness and share this message, which is the gospel, um, with anybody who doesn't know, and so that everybody can come to know Him. Um, because I also believe that he's coming back. Um, and I truly believe that he's coming back soon. Um, and he will return and he will, he will destroy this earth, he says in his word. Um, but he's going to create a new heaven and a new earth for those who, who believe in him and who are in him. Um, and we will be with him forever. Um, so yeah. And all of that that I believe is, is from the Bible and based on the Bible and what the Bible says. And my best piece of advice for anybody who, is struggling with like what they believe or what truth is or what's right or so what's wrong. So when did you become strong in your faith with Christ? It's all in there. <laughs> I would say that I became strongest in my faith with Christ. I would say that right now is probably the strongest because um, I just think that it's very much a, a journey and that the the more that we pursue Jesus, the closer that we're going to get to, um, to perfection as he's sanctifying us. Um, and so I would say right now is the most that I've been um, perfected to look like Jesus. Um, but I guess like really when that started would be my senior year of high school. Um, somebody who's actually now one of my good friends um, sat down and asked me, like, can I share my testimony with you? And I had heard so many different people like come and stand up in a church or in chapel or whatever it was and, and share their testimony of how they met Jesus. Um, but I'd never had somebody come up to me and ask me that question personally. And, um, when he asked that, he started sharing, I was like, yes, like, please like share with me. And, um, like halfway through that, I was just like in tears because I was just like amazed at the fact that, um, that, that the Lord cared enough for him to, to stop and share that with me. And when he did that, um, I, I then got to share what, where I had been at with the Lord and just like, I remember from that moment, like something that, that this boy, his name is Luke, what he said is he, he said that following Jesus is not easy. Um, and that actually it makes our life harder in a lot of ways. Um, but it is so, so worth it. Um, and that's really stuck with me because I can attest to that, um, to this day, like after that night and just like really being like, wow, like Jesus, like I want to follow you and I want to do it every day, not just on Sundays, not just when, um, I feel like it or anything like that, but every single day to, to follow you on um, what you have for me. And, um, and my life hasn't gotten easier and it's definitely gotten harder, I would say, church, especially like, from like the world sense so of what an easy life is, an um, for me, but because, um, it is so, so worth it. The answer is not always, it sometimes causes some controversy, but basically, like I said, I grew up going to church, um, grew up going to a building just like most people do in America on Sundays. Um, but I actually, my senior year of high school, one of the big things that uh, my group of friends and I just really started to think about was church and like, what is church and like, how do we do that? And the first thing was like, what is church? And the church is the people. Um, the church isn't a place. It's not a building. It's not somewhere that we can go. It's actually the people, the body of Christ. So anybody who is a believer, anybody who's a Christian, they're the church. Um, and anytime that we're together, we are the church. Um, and I think that most believers would agree with that. Um, so going off of that, we really just saw a lot of things, um, 
within going to church that were just not um, the way that we saw lined up with the word. And I know that everybody has different different experiences with that, but just like there was things that we were reading in the Bible that we weren't seeing happen um, in the building church that we went to, or there was things that we weren't seeing um, that we weren't doing or that we weren't learning or that we didn't know how to do. Like I didn't know how to share the gospel with somebody. I didn't know that I was supposed to be sharing the gospel with somebody. Um, I didn't realize that following Jesus is a lot about obeying him and that that's how we love him. And um, that wasn't anybody's fault. Um, but we just really wanted to to look at the Bible and what it said, and we wanted to learn how to to follow it in the best way possible. And we kind of saw how in the early church, um, in the in the New Testament, they would meet in homes, um, and so they would just have all these different cities of people, and all of the believers would just gather together in their homes, and they would read the Bible um, or what they had of it at the time. Um, and they would try and be obedient to it to the best of their ability, and they would share what they learned. Um, and so we started to meet together just in our houses or literally wherever we were, whether that was outside or in somebody's house or at school or wherever it was, and we would just start reading the Bible um, and try and do what it said and try and share it with other people. Um, and that for me has been extremely fundamental um, in my walk with the Lord just because I've seen so much so 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 much fruit from doing things that way Um, and I've also just gotten to see um, how the body of Christ like truly is um, as Jesus as it's described is like so many different parts that make up one body and so it's like if we don't have the hand or if we don't have the foot like we like we need them you know and so every person then got to fulfill like their role as a part of the body of Christ and um yeah, so that's kind of how how I am the church <laughs> um, right now, and that's just that's just how we do things. And um, yeah, it's been super fruitful, and um, I I've just gotten to really see the Bible come to life um, as I've just learned to be obedient to what I'm reading. So, when did you feel like you started to follow God's plan? Yeah, so I I mean that same time senior year of high school when I really was just like man like I want to follow Jesus and I want to follow him every day um is when I started to to learn like what his plan is and I think that we're all really given like the same I think that we're all given the same mission but I think that there's many different facets of of how that's done um I think that some people are called to um go be missionaries full-time and other people are called to be a pastor maybe but I think that more often than not some people are just called to to work a job and work a normal job and um, I think that we can be um, just as obedient to Jesus in doing that as as anything else and um, I guess for my life specifically um, I haven't felt like there's like some specific um, place that I'm supposed to go or some specific people group that I'm supposed to reach with the gospel as of yet. Um, but I just know that wherever I am, that I, I have freedom to um, work a job if I want to work a job and I have freedom not to. Um, and so right now I'm just trying to obey him as best as I can wherever I'm at. Um, but I think that following God's plan is um, also in a lot of little ways, um, like whether that's seriously just like I'm in the grocery store and I feel like I need to share the gospel with this person like that I think is following his plan just on like a much smaller like moment by moment scale um and so yeah I would trace all of that back to like two years ago when I just really started following Jesus um with every single day and um 
yeah, I would also say that like all of us have, like I was saying, I think all of us have the same mission and that's to, to love God, to love others and to go make disciples of all nations. Um, I think those are really the, like Jesus says that if we, if we love God and if we love others, then we fulfilled the whole law. And then right before. How do you personally listen to God in prayer? Hmm. Okay, so personally listening to the Lord is a question that I've actually been thinking about a lot recently. Um, I think that I've been taught a lot of different ways to do this, um, and I've been told a lot of different things about this. And um, I think it's most important with anything um, like that that we see what the Bible says. Um and in examining the Bible, I've just seen how I don't see it talked about a ton to just listen to God. Um, but um, at the same time, I think that um, that it is of importance because we do see it in the Old Testament a lot, whether that's God like speaking directly to a person or through a dream. Um, and I do think that he still does that. Um, and I think that he talks to everybody in different ways, um, whether that's through like showing you something, maybe that is through a dream for some people, maybe they do audibly hear the voice of God. Um, but I think for me, a lot of the times, if I, if I do feel like the Lord is telling me something, um, number one, I always test it with the Bible. Um, if I feel like he's told me something, I read the Bible and see, does the Bible, does this align with what the Bible says? Cause if it doesn't, then I'm throwing it out. <laughs> um, but sometimes things can be a little bit more complicated than that. And it's not something that we do see in the Bible and it's not something that we don't see in the Bible. Um, so what do we do then? And um, I think that um, Romans 12 verses one and two says it best. And it says that um, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you'll be able to test and affirm what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And so I think that the more that we read the Bible and the more that we obey the Bible and obey the Lord, um, the more that we're going to be able to know whether something is God's voice and if it is what God wants for us to do. Um, but I also think that if it's specifically about like, should I do this or not? Um, I think that it's always important that we err on the side of obedience. So if the Lord, I don't know, if the Lord were to ask me to go share with this person, I'd rather just go share with them anyways, because it's not going to be wrong if I do, um, than choose not to and possibly be disobedient. Um, so I think that it's always good that we um, be obedient as much as we can, because um then we know that we're we're doing um, what's right. But if it's not specifically about something like that, I feel like the Lord speaks to me through um, a lot of times when I'm in prayer, I will um, just suddenly have, I'll have a question that I'm asking or something that I'm confused about. And then it'll be like this moment of clarity where it'll just make sense. And um, as far as I know, I think that that is the Lord um, just like clearing that up through his Holy Spirit. Um, but yeah, I think that... Um, it's definitely something that is important that we search the Bible about because I hear a lot of um, people talking about this. I think it's a, a big topic in in the church, and I think a lot of people um, talk about how they felt they felt like this they should do this or they felt like this, and I think that that can get really dangerous um, because our feelings can be extremely deceptive. Um, so I think that we need to always test that from 
test that with the Bible. Um, it's not that it can't be the Lord that's that's causing you to feel like you should do this or feel like you shouldn't, but um, we really we don't want to rely on what we feel to make decisions, but we want to rely on what we know to be the truth. So, yeah, I would just say that the more that I that I read the Bible, the more that I that I learn um, what the Lord says, the the better that I'm able to understand. Like, is this the Lord that's talking to me? Is He telling me this? Is she is He showing me this? Um, because we always, always, always want to come back to what we know to be the truth. In your point of view, how can we be Christ-like? So I think that being Christ-like um, starts with um, with getting to know what Christ is like. I think that we have to know, um, like I've been saying, I think that we have to know the Bible. We have to know his word and, and what Jesus is like in order to, to replicate that. Um, and I think that the more that we study the Bible, the more that we spend time with Jesus and um, and are obedient to what he says, because um, I think that when we obey what he says, that we will start to see the Bible come to life. Um, I think that the more that we do that, the more that we um, can become like him. Um, but I also think that becoming Christ-like is something that, that God actually does in us. Um, I think that it's somewhat less about what we do and more about what he's doing because um if you if you read in matthew when jesus um, does gives the sermon on the mount um a lot of what he's talking about is how the people in that day were doing all of these good things on the outside like maybe they were giving a charity or they were praying all the time all these things they looked like really good people but what he was saying is that their hearts they in their hearts, they were evil, and they were they were lying. They were doing these things so that other people would see them, and um, and so and he actually says in that sermon, "Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect." And when you read that, you're like, "Oh my gosh! Like I can't be perfect. Like that's impossible." Um, and that's the point: is he's he's trying to illustrate that like we can't be perfect, we can't be good enough, we can't be Christ-like without Christ. Um, and so it actually took him dying and raising from the dead. Um, and fulfilling the law perfectly so that his Holy Spirit could come and live inside of us and transform our hearts um, in order for us to be become like Jesus, to become like God. And so, um, yeah, he even says in, I think it's in Ezekiel, he talks about um, putting a new heart in us and giving us a new spirit. Um, and so only through the transformative work that Jesus does in our hearts as we spend time with them, as we obey his word, as we read his word, um, only through that can we start to become more and more like him. And I think that if we're if we're walking in Jesus, if we've been if we've been saved, if we've been born again, that he will make us like him. Even if it seems like a really slow process, um, we have the rest of our lives that I believe that he is sanctifying us or perfecting us and making us more and more um, to look like Jesus.